Hey guys, Hunter here. Wanted to ask you a quick favor. Uh, we're really trying to grow the podcast and it would really help us if you would leave us a review. So go on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to the podcast and leave us a review. It's going to help more people find out about us. So we appreciate it. Now let's get to the show. back with the Coyote Fitness Podcast. Hunter here coming to you from the Flowwood Studios with Caleb and Tyler once again. And today we're going to talk about the benefits of group fitness. What are the benefits of working out in a group and uh, why we uh, why we like to do it so much. So uh, this is going to be a good discussion on, uh, I think there's a lot more benefits that people realize of uh, um, working out next to somebody doing the same thing. So it should be fun to kind of delve into uh, why we like to partake in group fitness. It's something that most people can't put exact language to or describe exactly why but almost everyone knows it works and everyone seems to have a way to try to describe why they can do things in a group that they can't do on their own and so today we're going to dig into it and i think it's going to be a good conversation that may just make you more aware and honestly more thankful for being able to have a group of people to work out with yeah and definitely it's kind of one of those unwritten feelings where when you're in a group of people doing sort of the same types of movements, um, you almost can kind of feel the energy. And especially as a coach, something that I love to recognize in the moment and I see in classes when I'm coaching classes, um, when the intensity is is there from a group of people, uh, the music is also matching the pace of the workout and everyone's putting in effort and you can feel it, um, there's an energy to that. And so it's really cool like to kind of step on the step on the outside of it as a coach and whenever you know people are working hard um, it just kind of keeps everyone pushing forward and it's it's awesome i love it i think on the podcast we talk about some of the negative things where it's leaderboard comparison all these different you know aspects of why what we we as humans struggle with in a group but i think today it's gonna be cool to talk about some of the positives and it may help people reframe hopefully it helps people reframe some of the things that they maybe feel sometimes could lead to a negative thought process and instead flip it around and it changed that entire experience into only positivity. Even some of the negative things that you can, with your own mindset, uh, change into a complete uh, 360. Um, I, I think the benefits are something that... 180. There you go, 180. Sorry. <laughs> I, th I think benefits are something that if you've only ever worked out in a group, you might not realize how much benefit you're getting from it. Whereas somebody like myself who spent a, a great many years working out by myself, all of a sudden you start working out in a group and you immediately start noticing the difference in your intensity and how much fun it is and that type of thing. And so it can be something that people just gloss over without realizing how impactful it is to be working out with some somebody else. And this is something we see a lot is people will uh, want to leave and maybe do a, uh, start working out at home in their garage or go kind of do their own thing for a while. And a lot of times they'll come back and say, I just couldn't get the same workout on my own. I, I, I miss working out in a group and that type of thing. It's to me kind of the same thing as playing on a team sport as com uh, compared to playing in an individual sport. And I grew up playing only team sports. So I never realized how much benefit I was getting out of it. Whereas somebody who grew up playing only individual sports and all of a sudden they get put on a team, they realize how much fun it is to be a part of a team and work towards a common goal with a group of people. So um, 
let's start. You guys have a list you want to go over? Do you want to just um, I know just Tyler, kind of all, Tyler has a list. I, I tend to keep lists. I keep lists, too. Um, I think the first kind of topic and thing that we were talking about a little bit before um, is that idea that you were mentioning, Caleb, of like shared suffering almost. Kind of like that idea that, hey, we're all under the same goal here. Like we're all trying to accomplish the goal, whether it's working out for time or working to complete amount of reps and there's the task but the task is not meant to be easy per se it's meant to be challenging and so whenever we put ourselves in a position uh to accomplish that task right there's a little bit of uh you know intensity involved in that and so whenever you're doing that in a group of people i think we can label that and call that as shared suffering so i'm kind of interested to see like what y'all's thoughts on that thought well the the challenge for it is and one of the things that we've developed we've talked about it on the podcast of course our members know that what we've really tried to do to separate ourselves, it's to create an individual experience. And we've done that by creating different tracks. We've done that by uh, housing we what we believe a world-class coaching staff, something we're always working towards is becoming better and better at coaching. And what we believe that does is help people become more in tune with their individual goals and feel like I can show up to a group, I can gain the benefits of a group uh, that shared suffering that we're talking about today, but also I can still meet my individual goals. And for a lot of people, they think about group fitness. And when we say, you know, we obviously don't mention shared suffering when someone comes and says like, tell me about what, what goes on here. You know, suffering isn't always the, the key word that you want to throw around, but the idea that we want to share in a challenging task even though we also want to make it individualized and that's our challenge so i think we've worked really hard and we've done a really good job over the last three four years of not saying hey come suffer with us this is what we're doing but we're encouraging people to at their own pace to create their idea of the uh, the right amount of discomfort that's going to lead to a change that's going to lead to progress some people can say it's suffering that's not a bad term we're all going to go through challenging things in our life and we're not hiding from that, but it doesn't have to be just complete suffering, you know, just from top misery, to bottom. Top yeah. to bottom. <laughs> so when we say that term, you know, we use it lightly, but trying to share in a challenging task that's slightly more uncomfortable than the day-to-day uh, routine of your life leads to an adaptation that I think changes the way that you walk through the world. There's a special bond that's formed uh, when you're a part of a group of people who is working towards a common goal especially the harder that the work is that you put in towards that goal and how much time you do, the more of the, the, the stronger the bond. And you can walk around and ask a lot of people who some of their closest friends are. And if they grew up playing, say they play football in high school, for example, they'll mention some of the guys on their high school football team. I guarantee you, or any, any, any sport that they played, if they spend a lot of time working together towards them, they'll, they'll have a special bond and you'll see people, um, meet, see, see a friend that they hadn't seen in 20 years who they played a, a sport with, and they'll immediately just start pick yeah. right, right back up where they left off and talking about this, that, and the other. And it's a special bond that's formed because of all the hours of time that they spent in the trenches together. And it, it's the same thing for any, any aspect of, uh, you know, any area of your life. If you're going through something hard, with somebody else and you're working together trying to accomplish the same goal, you will become closer to them over time. 
And that's why one of the things that people say about Coyote so often is the people um, are, they love the people there. They love coming to hang out at the gym. People get there early, stay late. They'll, um, they, they, they miss it when they're gone out of town because they miss hanging out with the people because everybody has such a shared bond. And it's so cool that we have um, multiple locations and multiple class times with so many bif- different people who are might have never even met each other, but they kind of share a similar bond because they're doing the same thing every single day with them, even though it's not in the same room. And so it's really, really cool to see the, uh, the bonds that are formed over time uh, because all of these different people in, with, in different walks of life and different places and different times are going through the same workout together day in and day out. It really speaks to that common goal at the end of the day. What that means is that you kind of begin to identify yourself with an identity that is related to that goal. So for us, we're choosing fitness. We're choosing to prioritize with our time, our finances, and our energy, fitness and health and what that means. And so when you can identify with a group of very different people who all are, like you said, reaching for a common goal, then your identity begins to shift. And when your identity becomes solidified, it leads to other choices that you make when you're not with those people. And so the best example of that is people who identify with a certain team. You can see someone in a completely different state who's wearing things of the team that you identify or the school that you identify with and you almost kind of can immediately share that bond and so what we've done is tried to create a culture around fitness and around health that says no matter what this person looks like where they come from what their background is what their skill level is how long they've been doing this and been on this journey what we identify with is that we are all sharing this identity of I am also choosing to pursue health and choosing to invest in my own fitness and what that means. And so I think when you exercise in a group, you're not saying that verbally every day, but you're voting with your time that you spend. And when people start to see that person there three or four days a week, they can look at that person with a different relationship because they know no matter what that person says, no matter what they're doing outside of the gym, they are at least taking those steps towards their health and fitness. And there's a respect and a bond there that grows um, the same way that someone who shows up for early morning practices year after year or joins a fraternity uh, or a sorority or joins some sort of a club. And so I think that 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 identity, like you said, that common goal is an unspoken connection that people develop that pushes everyone to be better. Yeah, and uh, I think uh, uh, something I've heard and something that has stuck with me that I think you could also label that is um, a phrase called like group think. Um, not necessarily like you may have heard of like the mob mentality, but it's not really that that far um, down the line. But like group think is in like when you're with people that you know and respect and you know that they're people that work hard, right? You can consider those people your friends, right? And you're going to work hard with those people. Um, and another, I think, benefit that we don't necessarily i think look too much into can kind of be glossed over um with that group think or that group mentality is just socialization i mean we as humans we crave structure and we crave socialization and i think what it can be so glossed over by people who make this uh and we all make this part of our routine is to be social with each other but um imagine even just a few years ago whenever it was kind of up in the air if we were going to be able to spend time with each other again in the same way that we've done we knew right for those of us that have made this group think this socialization a priority in our life 
we knew that oh gosh like this is there's something in jeopardy here that is, we know is important which is just socializing yourself talking to people that don't necessarily look think or sound the exact same as you do and so being able to be in a group of people that are very similar helps reinforce a common mindset so um, i don't know if y'all have any like cool examples of that that comes to mind with that but i love that idea of like how this is just a uh working out with the people right you, you could be at, at a at a bar that socialization you could be um at the beach and that socialization but this is more like an intentional socialization of just getting out and being in in the world i think that just hits on stuff we talk about on the podcast all the time and we talked about on the previous episode about the characteristics of a coyote member and it's something that there are certain characteristics of coyote members that um were intentional and also have developed because of uh, the type of training and the type of people that we have um and the more time people spend inside the walls of coyote at whatever location it is the more they develop those traits and other people pick up on it and they start to emulate it and it, it becomes a, um, a an incredibly positive environment of hardworking people who are wanting to uh, better themselves day in and day out and um, you know we are humans are uh, social social beings and we want we crave to be interaction we crave to be around other people and that's why the greatest um, punishment that is inflicted on somebody is isolation um, and that's when people really, you know, go, go off the walls is when they're in, uh, solitary confinement for extended periods of time. And we just want to be around, um, other people and socialize with them and interact with them and do hard things with them and, and talk about life with them. And so, um, it's just something that is, is fun when you get a group of people who are all, um, working to better themselves day to day, week to week, and trying to, uh, be the best versions of themselves. It, it just, it, it drives everybody to to another level of um, excellence in their own life. What that what that makes me think about with the socialization is when we get to talking about the actual working out that socialization and what that means is for us we tend to um, we tend to um, lack diversity. I think just naturally sometimes uh, we gravitate towards people who are just like us. You know, we maybe grow up with certain people and stay around those people. And one of the things that I'm very excited about, I think that this exercise does, it adds this layer of diversity where you get to see um, young high school students having conversations. I know, Hunter, you've seen this through the years, and we've talked about this on the podcast, seeing young teenagers who are shy and awkward and learn to carry conversations with grown adults who are very different than them and they're doing that because they're not looking at screens they're looking at weights and they're sharing that in common and you can just take that example and multiply it across all types of different cultural backgrounds um, and ages and so for us that's one of the things that i think when you do have group exercise you you can maybe miss the fact that you are allowing yourself to have conversations with people from completely different workplaces and backgrounds and so that's a really that's a really neat thing when it comes to the actual workout what do you guys think about when you think about how group fitness has changed your ability to uh maybe not only endure but also to have a better perspective uh when it comes to what your goals are physically that's that's perfect yeah because i think about like man there's and the term is is reach but i think about my ceiling has been shifted completely by seeing people 
who are able to do things that I would not have set a goal for myself to be able to do. And that has just been completely shattered. And now it's almost endless because I just look at the possibility and that's a really positive thing for me. So when it comes to the actual working out and the training, what are the things you guys think about when it comes to group fitness? That's perfect. Um, because for the longest time, like I did work out by myself. Um, that was, I mean, even back in college, back in high school, um, doing like mainsite.com workouts at the call at Southern Miss's gym upstairs by myself. Um, and I didn't even really like think about the possibility of someone like coaching me through how to properly do a power clean. I was just like watching YouTube videos and being like, okay, like what the heck is uh, a shoulder press? Like, you know, how to properly do that. And um, so when I think about that, I think about it from the aspect of when I have the opportunity to take class, whether it's here at Flowood or any of the other gyms, what I'm doing for my, myself is taking the opportunity to learn something from one of our coaches. And I think it's so important that as coaches, we take the time to be coached um, because we can never perfect any of this as good as, you know, and much as we may grow and as much as we may think we're at our ceiling, right? Like that can get shifted and completely changed. And so for me, like when I take class, I find myself being in the position of craving feedback and looking for that feedback. And what that helps me do is not only as someone who enjoys getting better at, at, at doing these movements and, and getting fitter throughout the years. Um, it also allows me to take that and put it directly into my day-to-day life. So if I can accept feedback from Caleb taking his class at noon, then, you know, later if I, you know, maybe forget something or make a mistake, I can still accept feedback as a professional, as a coach. And I think just taking that growth mindset that we, we harp on and, and that is so important right, for me it's not even about like, Hey, did I get that much fitter today? It's like, Hey, did I learn something from being in this class? And something I actually love being on the coaches side of things in class is when I'm giving a cue to somebody like today, we had the clean and jerk 12 minutes for the one rep max. And I was giving a cue to somebody on their, on the jerk. And the person right next to him was like, Hey, I heard what you said to that person. And I tried it and it actually like helped me and just like i think being in that environment right of like if you're willing to accept feedback in a movement that you may consider yourself somewhat proficient in and you can know you can get better at then take that and apply it to you know your career your relationships your finances those type of things so for me it's just reinforcing that growth mindset in class the first thing that comes to mind to me is a eye-opening experience and i remember when i first started uh doing crossfit way back in the day and i had been working out like i said by myself in the globo gym for probably 10 years and i felt like i'd you know gotten fit and strong and look good and all that type of stuff but i was never really focused on my technique i was never really focused on you know how i compared to everybody else i was just kind of like trying to make myself look better in the mirror and get stronger and that type of thing And I showed up and started realizing I wasn't nearly as fit as I thought I was because compared to all these other people, all these other people were dusting me in workouts and realized all these different holes I had and mobility issues I had and technique issues that I had. And, um, and it, for me, it was so motivating and like, well, there's whole, this whole other aspect of fitness that I haven't even begun to tap into that can take me to a whole nother level physically um, and mentally and all that type of stuff. And it just kept me hungry and coming back for more and constantly wanting to come in and, and get better day in and day out. 
And so that was the first thing for me was just realizing, wow, I'm nowhere near where I thought I was as far as physically. And then um, on down the line, it's now now to the point where it's it just keeps me having fun and enjoying working out with other people and being in a community of people who are wanting to do the same thing together and push themselves hard uh, together and keeping me motivated to keep coming back and pushing myself. And there's always the aspect of there's this other person in class who is going a little bit faster than me and I'm trying to keep up with them or I'm trying to beat them um, just so I can push myself harder as opposed to, you know, going by myself and just kind of um, not pushing, pushing to the, to the limits that I could um, if I was in a group. And so it just keeps me motivated, keeps me, keeps it in, me engaged and keeps it fun um, and keeps me going back. And I know if, it came, if it came down to me having to do it by myself every day, I would not be nearly as, as consistent or make near the progress or uh, maintain the progress that I've made um, if I was having to, you know, come up with the willpower to work out by myself every single day. It almost keeps you, it almost dangles a little bit like dangles the carrot kind of in front of you just to always every day you show up and you've got someone that's allowing you to just push yourself a little bit more. Not that you are doing that to earn their you know, so they'll be proud of you, but you also know that people are really rooting for you. And when other people are, you see that you're in an environment where other people want the best for you, you want to show out for them. And it's not a performance. It's just the the psychology of they're giving their best effort. I want to give my best effort. We're going to, we're going to compare each other for fun. We're going to talk to each other, but we're also going to encourage each other and talk about what we each did well. And so knowing that it's a win-win no matter what, that makes it to where you can enjoy that aspect of exercise that for a lot of people can be just kind of deflating on your own. And so I think there are very few people who are driven to be able to completely on their own be um, be able to bring out the best in their in their effort. There's a lot of science that talks about shared suffering and how things don't hurt as bad when you do it in a group and so when you are doing air squats at the end of the workout and we're not even going to talk about the clock and how much you know just the cues of one minute you know i get to do that as a coach and you almost can you almost can play with people by the inflection in your voice and the way that you talk about how much time there's left in the workout but the aspect of everybody being together and hearing everybody else and hearing the bike fans start to go it doesn't hurt as bad when you're doing that. When you do it by yourself, you almost feel heavy. It almost feels like everything Burdensome, everything like burden, hurts yeah. about 20% more, 30% more. And so I just, there's so many aspects of that that I think we can also acknowledge that you actually physically will get fitter in a group um, with the the ability just to endure more. There's a, uh, a book I read a long time ago called How Bad Do You Want It? And it was a fascinating book and it was really talking about people who are trying to excel in endurance sports and I think it applies directly to CrossFit. But it, it spoke specifically about the aspect of when you're working out next to somebody else, it allows you to push yourself harder because it's a little bit of a distraction. If you're working out by yourself, you're focused solely on the discomfort that you were in in that given moment. But if you were working out next to somebody else and trying to beat them, your focus is not only on your own discomfort, but also on where they're at in the workout, what you need to do to beat them, that type of thing. And it just takes your mind off of uh, what pain you're going through in that moment. And there's uh, there uh, they've done a lot of studies to show that people have been able to push themselves harder and get uh, more out of their workout 
um, when they're doing it with other people as opposed to when they're doing it by themselves. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think kind of the last little idea that we were kind of kind of talking about a little bit and we, we've mentioned it a little bit is but like that accountability and something that I think that we've really tried to make a big focus on this year is is the retention aspect of our members that are currently you know in class and you know not showing up and getting that text from coach like hey where are you at but something that I almost uh, kind of love is um, like in class when someone that typically comes um, you know, consistently isn't in by like Tuesday. There's actually other members that are like, Hey, where's, where's so-and-so like, let's all text them right now together. Like, where are you at? And like, that's happened a few times. And, and it's with people that, you know, you expect to be there. Um, and I think that that's just another kind of one of those consistency pieces that, you know, whenever we can encourage us to keep each other accountable and, and hold each other to the, the, the standard of, Hey, we, we need to show up, right. Cause showing up, is is the important part is the piece right once you get here hey it's it's all cake but you know sometimes walking in the door especially if it's early in the morning or late night after a long day or you don't have very much time in the middle of the afternoon it's like hey still come get it in and having that accountability with people that are expecting to see you walk in the door i think makes the world of a difference for a lot of people I, the last thing for me that i was thinking about was how there's always this this thought process of people can be negatively impacted by someone who is moving a little bit faster or if you were trying to like hunter just said you're trying to you're trying to push yourself against someone else and that's driving both of you to be better there's also just an understanding that that's not going to always end with you being the one that pushed them or that they were chasing but you're also chasing people and so there's always this aspect of in a large group especially there are people that you are chasing and reaching for. There are people who are chasing you and reaching for you. And so there's this really healthy balance of life that is pictured in a group of exercise, especially when you are measuring your exercise. And so I think for everyone, just kind of taking and being thankful for the people that push you instead of seeing that as, oh, I'm not enough. Just say, hey, my journey is being impacted greatly in the positive by this person being ahead of me. Seeing those people as a gift instead of seeing those people as a negative towards you is a really important thing to learn. And if you can learn it in fitness, you're going to be able to learn it in your finances. You're going to be able to learn it in the job that someone else gets, the promotions that other people get, the success that other people's kids have that you want for your kids and all these other things. And of course, there's so much more to it but it's just this little picture of human psychology that i think that if you can do it in something that is so meaningless as your score on a workout on one day it's going to translate into the other areas of your life and hopefully it's going to teach you that little lesson in the thing that doesn't matter as much so when you do get to the things that matter a lot more the things that can have maybe even greater life consequences than whether or not you pr to work out or not it's going to help you prepare for that moment because you're physically suffering. You're physically going through pain that maybe it's in an emotional way down the line. And so for me, I think that it's always great to look and be thankful that you have come as far as you, you were. Be empathetic to the people who are just starting on the journey and be humble in that regard. But also see the people who are ahead of you as a gift because none of us would be where we were if we were at the top of the food chain all the time. Right. And so 
you don't want to be in those environments. If you're at the top of the food chain, you need to find another environment there because needs to be you are fish, not, yeah. you're, you're stopping the growing process. And so uh, that's one of the things I've learned from the gym that I think has helped me um, recognize it at least in other areas of life where I find myself um, getting down on myself for someone being ahead of me instead of seeing it as a gift. Man, that's great. That's a really good discussion. And um, I'll just wrap it up by saying, for me, I will never train any other way than with in a group setting for the rest of my life. It's just too, there's too many uh, positives for it. I just can never go back to uh, working out by myself consistently. And so um, I know everybody's different, but for me personally, that will be the way I train for the rest of my life. And hopefully that's a great many more years to come. So um, that was a good good discussion. I think a lot of uh, a lot of benefits there to the group, group training. So um, if you are a person that likes to work out by yourself, consider finding a group to work out with because I think uh, it'll be very beneficial for you. But uh, let's move on to the next segment, Outside the Box. So uh, this weekend we got our 10th year anniversary to party. It is actually tomorrow. I'm planning on eating at least 10 pounds of crawfish, one per year. If not more, I don't know, maybe two per that's year, maybe great, one pound per year. That's 30 for us right here. So. One pound per year t- multiplied by the hours that you're going to be there eating. 30? 30. Yeah. Uh, 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 there's yeah. no, uh, <laughs> I might have to call a stretcher for me after that. But uh, so we're really looking forward to it. the weather looks perfect. We got a lot of fun stuff planned. It's going to be a great day. And we look forward to seeing everybody out there when this comes out. Obviously, it'll already have happened. So I hope you had a good time if you went. Um, but you guys got anything else outside the box going on in this beautiful uh, last week uh, of March. Uh, my wonderful, lovely wife has uh, volunteered for us to foster some German Shepherd puppies for a couple of days. Um, so mm. by the time this comes out, we'll have gone through that. Um, so uh, you know, hopefully, this is me speaking into the future that uh, that goes well. It went well. <laughs> it went well. Yeah. I hope you don't end up adopting them. No, we won't. <laughs> I, I can say that live and, and put it in stone. We're going to circle back to that in a month. We will not. <laughs> uh, I'm getting excited about the Masters. The yeah, Masters is here two weeks. We've timed it well. We're going to we're going to go to it for a weekend beach trip to see my family, do a little gender reveal for, for all the family and for my little nephew. And so we're just all in the gender reveal world right now. So we're just kind of um, kind of waiting for that. That's exciting, and uh, it's also my wife's birthday next week. So we're gonna be uh, we're wow. gonna be eating some steak. She finally is ready to eat meat again. So that was a that was a rough couple months, but we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be gender reveal in the next couple weeks. The Masters is coming up. It is my favorite time of year. Who's your pick to win the Masters this year? Rory. Rory. Rumor has it Rory played there last week and had 19 putts total on 18 holes, and he wouldn't tell everybody what he shot. I don't think he wants to jinx it, but uh, I won't. We won't get into all the golf, all the reasons. Yeah, why, let's but, wrap it up there. Yeah. Roars uh, is my, okay. My, we, uh, Caleb pick Rory. Okay. Uh, so you guys got anything to recommend before we wrap, wrap it up? Hey, have I recommend the Walter Isaacson Leonardo da Vinci book? No, but it sounds interesting. Not. Tell us. Um, I'm finishing it up now. It's just uh, Walter Isaacson is one of my favorite biographers, and I've read almost all of his, but uh, I'm finishing up Leonardo da Vinci, and it's really fascinating. The guy was uh, just an incredible, um, incredibly curious person, um, just investigated lots of different areas of life. Obviously, he's known for the Mona Lisa and the Last Supper painting, but he did so many more things than just paint, and I don't even think he liked painting that much. Um but it's just a fascinating book to see uh, somebody who has so many interests and just their um, obsession with learning as 
and curiosity with learning as much about life as possible. So uh, it's it was a really crazy book to read. How far ahead he was of everybody else in learning things. He he was coming up with ideas that that weren't able to put into practice for three four hundred years, um, but he had the idea way before it was ever physically possible to to implement. But um, I really enjoyed the book. It's a, a fast read, and Walter Isaacson is a very interesting and uh, great biographer. So. Uh, check it out if you like biographies. Uh, Walter Isaacson, Leonardo da Vinci. That always fascinates me. I'm always like, I need to come up with an idea for something, and I'll have an idea, and it'll be like invented 20 years ago. So I'm always behind <laughs> on the ideas. You're behind. This I'm was trying way to, ahead. Yeah, he's way ahead. Uh, I'm going to recommend a podcast. I talked to Hunter about this. He he turned me on to this podcast a long time ago from a, um, a not a mutual friend. It'd be nice. Uh, there's a podcast called the Bill Simmons podcast. Yeah, oh, I told Bill, I told you about Bill. Okay, buddy. yeah, you told Bill about me. Is that what you're saying? No, I told you about Bill. Yeah, so Bill Simmons. Uh, I'm sure if you've listened to the podcast, you've heard Hunter talk about some of the different things that he does, combining media and sports. But he has a podcast with uh, Ben Affleck and uh, Matt Damon, and they. I didn't realize the connection they have growing up together, and uh, they they go on the podcast together and they talk a lot about growing up and what they've decided is their careers have gone on how they've supported each other through the ups and downs of a career where you know you're judged by the media and um it it was really intriguing they talk a little bit about sports but uh it was it was really cool to see two people who are um at the top of their field talk about their their experience going through decades of um decades of their their work and trying to master their craft and also two successful people who happen to be young together and say hey we're doing this together we're in it no matter what. They had a shared bank account at one time that was kind of the bank account that they used to go and chase their dream. And I think those kind of those kind of stories are really neat to see two people who were committed so much to success that and they go in on it together from young from a young age. And it's like we talked about in a group fitness, the things you gain from other people. So if you like uh, if you like either one of those actors, it's a really great podcast, uh, Bill Simmons podcast. Nice. Um, I'm in the middle of reading, uh, which Hunter recommended as well, um, Zig Ziglar's Secrets of Closing Sale. Um, I know a lot of people at the gym are in business and in sales or um, kind of run own their own business and those kind of things. If you're into conversation and crafting conversation and how you can use that to uh, support yourself uh, in a sales role, uh, really interesting read. So, um, won't give away any of the secrets in that book about secrets, but check it out if you're into that. And that's it for this week. Hope you guys enjoyed it and we will catch you next time. Silky smooth sounds.